Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everyone. This is the Bumcast. I am your host, HBAC, the head bum in charge, along with Baloney and Dougie Freshness. And Peter, you are already ready to have a Merry Malortmas right there. Merry Malortmas. No free ads, right? That's the whole saying. But maybe free ads if they want to. I mean, we've been doing work with the uh, Blackhawks drinking game. Malort free ads every goddamn time. Connor Bedard scores the score. So get after us, Jepson. I know you got bourbon, too. It's a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they also got they also got beef in them Twitter streets. Oh uh, yeah, I mean we'll take sides. Fuck Nisi Lounge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, look, guys, you're looking pretty festive uh, today. I got the I got some ball. I got a ball hitting me in the face. <laughs> not a surprise. Dougie, let, let up. Um, I'm not <laughs> drinking tonight, but I do have my uh, Fismus, my Fismus glass. So Fismus. Dougie, yeah, what do you got yeah, going on? Stout? You got another stout yeah. for us, or are you taking it easy? No, no. I'm actually doing uh, – I had bought two of these, the Angels Envy, uh, so the 2023 Bourbon County. So I am uh, kind of almost done with it. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, 15.5%. So it's getting the trick. It's doing it. I'm going to I'm gonna crack am... that bad boy on, on Friday, so um... – is it, is it better the second time? Um, no. Still mid. Yeah, it's it's just it's very wine heavy. So um, yeah, you get that dryness of the wine and everything like that. So um, especially the, tannins, the, wine. the wine tannins. Yeah, it's uh, it's right on the tongue. There we but go. That's what she said. Yeah. Hey yo. <laughs> right. Hey, we got we got we we said this was gonna be bums after dark. We uh we'll do it after later the second on. half of the show. Yeah, the second save half that for later. Show. Holy moly. Yeah, but um there'll yeah. be some ho ho hoing and tongue action and all the other pervertness that uh America is on these days. Um but uh guys, Christmas is right around the corner. It's our Christmas show. We are not doing a show next week, so it's all things uh holiday today. So um, I hope you're ready to get into the Christmas spirit. I'm ready. I'm ready for Christmas. I'm ready for gifts, more for the kids and all that fun stuff, you know. But more importantly, if you guys know me, I obviously come from a Hispanic household, a Mexican household. I'm ready for tamales. We're gonna make them on Saturday, we're gonna eat them throughout the week. I am goddamn ready to house some tamales for so the next do, uh, do you actually help because i know it's usually all the women who get together no 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 it's 2023 jason james everybody helps everybody <laughs> guys girls kids old people if you're not helping on the assembly line you're not eating on christmas eve we celebrate christmas eve so um if, if you're not helping you ain't eating so yeah you grab a spatula, right, so what's you what's your what's your assignment usually uh, so <laughs> They usually give you, uh, you know, like it's in like stations and my grandma's house is not the biggest. It's it's uh, Chicago a lot. So, you know, it's not wide by any means. So it's more like long and it's just mm-hmm. basically like an assembly line straight down the kitchen. So uh, I like doing the masa. So you put you get the the leaf and you basically get like a trowel as if you were drywalling something and, you know, with the <laughs> with the tape. And that's what you do to the to the leaf. So I'm the I'm the masa guy. Okay. okay. All right. Well, hopefully you can uh, save me some because I've, I've never had your family's tamales before. So I'm very, very, very curious to try those. Um, that's what's your go-to filling? 
So, I mean, you could go a hundred which ways on it. My go-to is always, I, I like talking about, you know, like how some whiskeys are like a bourbon fastball straight down the middle, you know, like Heaven Hill and stuff yeah. like that. I'm a tamale fastball guy. I like pork and I like red sauce. It's pork, red sauce is my go-to. Chicken, okay. sometimes green sauce, um, but I like pork and I like red. Okay. I think I think the same way. I'm I'm a I'm a pork and pork and red or green. I can go either way. So yeah, I'm right. I'm definitely a pork pork and green, but uh this one bakery uh put me on uh Poblano Poblano and uh Chihuahua cheese and yeah, oh, yeah, rajas and queso rajas con queso. Those are good too. But I, I need yeah, some I wasn't meat. trying to say yeah, that. Look at me, look at me, <laughs> look at me, Dougie. We need some meat. Yeah. <laughs> so uh how was your guys' weekend? Um I think it was – I know I had a pretty damn good weekend. Um, I'll talk about well, that in a second. Yeah, we're going to talk about your uh, adventures in whiskey land. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that later. Uh, we had a good time. Yeah. Doug, you, I saw you on Saturday. Um, yeah. We went out. We went bowling. Uh, Gordo's in the comments. Gordo showed up to a bowling alley with uh, bowling shoes and two bowling balls, and I proceeded to whip his ass in that first round. So <laughs> shout out, Gordo. <laughs> So what would you would you shoot? It wasn't anything good. Or I think it was like bowl or... 130 or like 131. I, I I hadn't bowled since like high school and nobody believed me. Uh Dougie, you were there, Yumper was there. It's like you just throw the ball down the lane. There's no science behind it. I I, I got lucky, I guess. Begin beginner's luck or whatever. And 131's not good by any means or by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean it's good enough to win. Were you were you were you drinking old fashions? Molelos. Dougie, Dougie got uh, two buckets of Molelos. Yeah, it was, dude, it was wild. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely suck at bowling. And so I felt comfort, man. I was walking with Peter. We were going to get our shoes. And he's like, dude, I'm not, I'm not good at all. I'm like, awesome, because I suck at bowling. And then he proceeds to do, you know, what he does. I think the first game, I think I rolled like a 71. I mean, it was terrible. So... I don't do. Uh, I, I felt bad, Dougie. I thought maybe at one point we should put the bumpers up, but uh, I didn't want to embarrass you. <laughs> the kids next door were killing me, man. <laughs> so, uh, Peter, did you did you bowl better than than Johnny when he was talking trash to us that he was so professional they, they, bowler, so. but he's drinking? <laughs> I I don't remember uh like what johnny posted on twitter i don't know what his final score was i'm sure it was better than 131 but it wasn't so much better than 131 that i don't think i could beat johnny in a bowling game if i even bowl once or twice in a month like so there i'm gonna put that challenge out there juanito's not here to defend himself we're gonna have to wait till january for that but i'll bring it up i'm gonna challenge johnny to a, a bowling match I, I think that's a good I think that's a good challenge, man, because he was hyping up his skills. And then when he posted the pictures, it was I had three old fashions already. Like, well, well we yeah, didn't tell you to drink booze. old fashions. Yeah, he we blamed you kept on hyping up your score. And then you're trying to blame the low score on the alcohol, man. We didn't tell you to drink. We didn't force the alcohol down your throat. Yeah. He's, see, in, the he's in the he's comments in the now. Counts. Like, yeah, we, we want a sober Johnny versus Peter oh, in a bowling match. And we'll I see. if I if I bowl sober. I might shoot a 15. I need a little booze in me. <laughs> Correctify yeah, yeah. the, so that, the curve. So that's exactly what happened to me the second match. So me and uh, Yump, or whatever, he's in the comments, we were like neck and neck for like worst person in the in the, in the the damn barn, dude. It was terrible. And so uh, 
we came up with this uh, bet and uh, we kind of worked together on it. And the bet was for the second game, if he beats me, he could pick any movie, non-Marvel or Star Wars related. And I would have to sit down, watch it and review it for uh, the Yump and Swole at the show. Um, if I won the second match, I get to choose the beer. He has to drink it and review it on our show. And the second match, the Modelo's kicked in, and your boy fucking won. <laughs> you goddamn right. You goddamn right. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. I, weirdly enough, I pulled a 108, too. So I pulled a 108, which was kind of weird. But And then Yumper was calling me a kiss ass. So Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Good job. Yeah, that was, good good time. Job. Look, look, that was a good yeah, time. Yeah, so look for Yumper. You'll look for Yumper on a future show. He's going to be reviewing a nice, uh, nice fat stout. I'm going to figure out which one, and uh, he'll be on the show, and we'll get him blasted. I do nice. want to mention nice. Stoop Kid did bowl a 210 the second game, and that guy, he was like, uh, what's that guy's name? The who do you think you are? I am guy. It was intense seeing him bowl. I'm like, holy cow, this guy is actually good. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I if I do if I if I, if I fire at all cylinders, I usually go around like 160, 170. I don't. I think maybe when it's no, times I don't there, believe that ever. either. I don't believe that. I mean, I maybe. said I said if I'm, if I'm firing on all cylinders. Now I say that okay, doesn't okay. happen very often, but I think only maybe like once or twice in my life I've ever bowled over two hundred. But that's like I don't know what the hell happened there. But I was maybe it's usually around like one forty, one fifty is my yeah is my average. So. We gotta have that. We're gonna um, have to have to do a bums bowling night or something. Yeah, Donnie's, we talked about that last Donnie's, year, and then we never Donnie's did in the it. bowling. Uh, I think I think it'll be good. We'll figure it out. Uh, Pete Weber, Gordel just posted. Pete, yeah. yeah. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had a good weekend, guys. Um, in the and I might have had one. Now, most some people were saying that this was the greatest weekend of bourbon hunting that someone has ever seen. It was the greatest yeah. bourbon haul in one in one weekend ever. I think it was um, you and me. Yeah. So uh, my wife, she actually won the Jewel Pappy raffle to go and, you know, buy the have the rights to buy a Pappy 15. Um, so I actually saw a guy in one of the Reddit uh, forums who was offering a trade for a Pappy 15 for a four to one um, offer. And they were four highly priced allocated bottles um and he happened to live far north side he was or north burb that's uh up by lincolnshire and we had to go up to wisconsin for my uh wife's uh Christ family christmas party so i was like hey if you accept this offer i'll stop and uh pick and drop off to do the exchange and and he agreed and i posted the picture on um on twitter I got four of those bottles, and then while I was up there, I went to my whole honey hole in Kenosha, and they just happened to have a Old Forester store pick and a Michter's Ten Year Rye out there, and I was like, "Give them both to me." And Wisconsin was very good to me, man. Like I came back, I left with the Pappy Fifteen, and I came back with six bottles. We're gonna talk about the trade. We're gonna tease the trade, and then we're also gonna make a video on the trade. Um, I was in your text and everybody in our whiskey groups text calling it the Herschel Walker trade. Um, so if you guys are familiar with that trade and familiar with sports, that's basically what Jason pulled off. Um, so yeah, congratulations to you. Congratulations to Sarah. I didn't know it was Sarah that won the, uh, the raffle. So maybe yeah, we she should, was the uh, one who, she was the one who won. And I asked her what she wanted to do. 
you know, and she said, well, she's like, make the trade if you want. Like, if you think it's stuff that you can't get, you know, and it was like, it was basically, I turned $180 into $1,200 worth of bourbon. Yeah. That's basically, if you look at MSRP on those bottles, it was 180 to 1200. So I made out like a fucking bandit. Um, I'm very happy. And I'm sure all you guys, you guys are going to be happy as well. Once we crack these bottles up and. Are you kidding me? Like I, I, I told you, you sent me the picture and I was laughing hysterically and texting you that I cannot stop smiling because in one of the, uh, actually tomorrow in the, in tomorrow's 12 days of whiskey, I called you my bourbon sugar daddy where I get all your, (laughs) you know, like uh, everything. I mean, realistically, you can't have every bottle in the world. You're trying and credit to you for trying. But you can't. So then every once in a while, you know, I squirrel away one of your bottles or, you know, Dougie or anyone else that's in the periphery. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely squirreling away those bottles. We're doing whiskey reviews. <laughs> I'm excited for those. Yeah. So it was a good it was a good when weekend. I, yeah. When I, I saw the picture of the Rick House one, that's when the one I was like, I was like, yeah, I can't wait yeah, to try that. Same. Same. The uh, Russell Reserve Rick House. Um, that's gonna be awesome. So I got I got that guy's phone number. I might have to keep him on retainer. I'm not gonna reveal my sources or anything on who it was. I, I might need to time out. I hope you didn't tell us tell him that you're part of a podcast or part of like the bourbon bums. If no. by some measure he finds us and we're clowning him, calling him the Herschel Walker trade, that might be bad for business. No, I did not mention any of it. So okay, we love that guy. Shout out to you, yeah. anonymous man. You know what? Honestly, at the end of the day, too, if he feels like if he feels like he got what he wanted, cheers to him. You know, yeah. I mean, I do beer I'm trades gonna... like that, too. I, I, I will lose a trade to get what I want, you know, so he got what he want. You made out well bit better than he did. But maybe at the end of the day, that's what he wanted. You know? Yeah. So, and we don't know how many well. extras he had, too. You know, that might be chump change for him. He's just looking yeah, for that's that true. Pappy 15. That's true. So, yeah, credit to that guy. He knows what he wants and he got it. So, yeah, we love you. All right. So, uh, another story of the week was, uh, Peter, you uh, got put in Twitter jail. Ah, uh, man. My worst nightmare, man. And by no <laughs> means am I like, you know, you know, thousands and thousands of followers and everything, but we're proud of like the community we've built as the Chicago sports bums. And a lot of that has to do with Twitter. So I woke up, um, what was it? Friday where I, the first thing I do is I wake up and I check my phone and, you know, see notifications, things like that. I was running late. So I didn't do that until I was in the car and I shouldn't be checking my phone in the car, but it was at a stop sign. Open up Twitter. (laughs) Can't. It says, you're not allowed to open up Twitter. Uh, I'm like, what the hell is this? And like, it's a long ass thing. I got DMCA'd and it said, uh, we'll send you the information on why your account is suspended and you got to go through these steps to regain your account and this and that. And I'm like, one, I'm not going to read this right now. I'm going to work. And two, this is too much rigmarole. I got a burner. I'm just going to fire off tweets with the burner for the rest of the day. And that's what I did. Shout out Baloney's burner. I I had created that account like 10 years ago when Drew Brees was lighting up the Chicago Bears and I had, I wanted nothing to do with Drew Brees. And uh, yeah, I was shooting off tweets from the hip from the Baloney's Burner account. But um, it turns out they did send me the information on why my account was suspended. It was a DMCA and it was 
due to copyright laws um, for a song that I used in one of the tweets promoting the bum the bumcast. So any guesses on whose fault it is that it's one of you know the Chicago sports bums? This person is on the podcast every week. It had to be me, probably. Dougie? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I, I yeah, I guess I gotta go Jason. It wasn't Jason. Jason, move out of the way for a second. It's that motherfucking lamp. H L I C that thing, that cult figure that you know, mailman Jack likes the H L I C the whole time. I know Bruhan Luke loves the lamp. I'm now fighting with the lamp. So what happened oh, was when when Drew Boggs was Drew Boggs, sorry, was on the podcast. Um, you went like a minute taking off the lampshade, putting it back on, putting it on the floor, putting it back on. Do you remember that? Yeah. So I clipped all of those videos, and I used Modest Mouse's lampshades on fire as the music to promote that episode of the Bumcast. Apparently, Modest Mouse. Epic Records or someone got a wind of that or the algorithm or whatever bullshit. And I got copyright strike for a lamp. So now me and the lamp are fighting, Jason. <laughs> Defend your lamp. No, I, I, I that motherfucker needs to go. Yes. He, he needs yes, you're siding with me. Thank just... you. I thought you were going to side with the lamp. No, I mean, I, I told you guys, he's the, oh, my only source of light in this room right now. I And besides the ring light here, um, I need to put, I need to get an electrician out here and put some so a nice little ceiling light up there. So if anyone wants to do some free work for me, because I'm a broke little bitch right now after all my bourbon purchases. <laughs> um, if so, if someone wants to do some free electrical work and I'll make you some tasty, tasty pours uh, while you while you do it. Um, no, yeah, I could use a, I could oh, use you, a you can't drink and do light. electrical at the same time. <laughs> We're not trying to kill somebody. After, after, <laughs> after, I'll, after the work's done, I'll I'll make you feed you very nice whiskey. Um, yeah, but that guy needs to go. I need, I need an actual, I told Sarah too, I need an actual ceiling light up in here. This office is dark and during the day or during night. Um, okay. Well, I'm sorry that, I'm sorry the headlamp in charge caused you so much misery, but you got your, you got your account unlocked. It, it took three, I made a mountain out of a molehill. It took three clicks and I got my account back, but out of principle, I tweeted from my burner account the rest of the day. So I didn't want to give Elon Musk the uh, the benefit of the doubt, or I don't want to give him any more. I'm like, I don't want, I don't need my account. But yeah. Um, so Zoe's in. It was your lamp, Jason. And realistically, clipping that video, you know what I'm going to do? I ain't scared. I'm going to post that video tomorrow or tonight after this is over on my <laughs> burner account. And if my burner gets in trouble, I'll do another burner. So you'll, you'll be able to watch that video on the, my burner account after this episode's over. It was a great video. You're, you're dancing in your shorts with your, you know, like your Adam Sandler basketball shorts and you're moving the lamp along and then lampshades on fire by modest mouths, which is an awesome song was playing in the background, but I guess fuck them. Um, Bennett Carroll and was saying this other day, I you know. have to change it to phony baloney. Hand up. I, Bennett Carroll had that tweet up and he was right. I can't believe I didn't think about it. I like to think of myself as the ideas, man. And I just didn't think of phony baloney as a burner account. That's great. So that'll be my third one after this one gets. Knocked <laughs> <out>. <laughs> All right. We got, um, we got a jam packed show today, but first let's do a little, uh, promotion real quick. Um, 
It's official, guys. We are locked in January 27th, Country Club in Wrigleyville. Look at that nice little flyer uh, Peter made. Beautiful for you. Yeah. Uh, January 27th, 9 p.m., second floor Country Club. We're going to be doing a lot of tequila, a lot of Malort, hopefully. Uh, And there'll be also a lot of food and other drinks, too. So um, we're going to be doing some giveaways during intermission, maybe some other fun stuff during intermission as well. But uh, we plan on going all night with this party starts at nine o'clock games going to go till probably a little before midnight. And then we're just going to keep on going until it's last man standing. So, um, make sure you have that marked down your calendar country club in Wrigleyville, January 27th, 9 PM. Can't wait to see all your beautiful faces there. I can't wait. Pumped. Pumped, pumped, pumped. Okay. So this is our Christmas, our holiday special or Christmas special, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but before we get to all the fun stuff, we should probably talk a little bit about that Bears game that happened yesterday because that was a shit show. That was an epic, another epic bah, meltdown humbug. by the Bears. Um, bah, you know, and I think I think after those two wins from those two back to back wins, I think uh, we quickly remembered that Eberflus is a pretty shitty coach. Uh, the defense, fucking, they they fucked hard all all week, all all game, but they gassed out in that whole fourth quarter, end of third, fourth quarter, because when the offense wasn't staying out on the field for extended drives and you keep on going three and out, you know, you can't keep having the defense run back out there, but bad play calling all around from Getze, bad defensive schemes from Eberflus. Um, and when Cleveland, who's got one of the best defenses, that the if not the top defense in football, started bringing that pressure that whole offense was like a deer in headlights, man. They just froze up, broke down. It was bad, bad play all around. Um, and I Bears done playoffs now, uh, so we can no. stop with the indie hunt shit. No more hunting. No more hunting. Um, but uh, I think this probably puts the coffin nail in the coffin for Eberfus. I don't think after another fourth quarter collapse that you can keep him even if the defense has been playing better because he does not know how to close out a game him and Getsy. yeah um i had the tweet out there we titled like 15 of our podcasts leave certain coach in wherever town they're playing i said it leave luke Getsy in cleveland um it's bad man it was bad all around another lead how many times this season they could have easily been more than in the hunt if you just close out games, if you just do your job. But uh, yeah, I the blame the blame goes on Luke Getzey. The blame goes on Matt Eberflus. And like you just said, Jason, um, I I just don't see a scenario now where Ryan Pohl says, you know what, these guys are good enough to go into next season with. Um, we knew the defense was good. We knew the Cleveland defense was good. I knew Justin Fields was going to get pressured all game long, and he did. He only he only got sacked three times today or yesterday, but he was pressured, but like he was pressured nonstop. So that goes, I mean, credit to Justin Fields and his athleticism. He was running all day long. And again, there's, um, you know, like the Monday morning breakdown films of Lucas Patrick just refusing to play the center position. I mean, he'll hike the ball and just fall down. He'll hike the ball and turn into a turnstile. That guy just either doesn't know how to block people or refuses to block people. And that's a problem because um, I sat, we, Johnny and I were at a 50th wedding anniversary yesterday and all my uncles and cousins were there. And J- Jason, you know, most of them were, they're all bears meathead. And at one point in the nice 
you know, ceremony. We're sitting at a table just yelling about Bears football. And Julie's like, why are you getting so emotional? And I'm like, I don't know. This is just what happens. And it's frustrating. But I'm like, uh, it sucks, dude. Like, in a perfect world, you close out that game and you're still hunting. You're still in the hunt. But um, it's bad. I know they're, the defense has been playing better. And Jason, you mentioned, like, defensive schemes. Like, that. I, I'm not going to blame the schemes and I'm not going to blame, you know, them getting gassed out. It's more of like, you have to score more points on offense. You have to figure out a way to use Justin Fields and those weapons. Again, DJ Moore just didn't get as many targets as he should be getting on a day, on a game by game basis. Um, We'll talk about the Mooney play later, but just in general, Mooney's been bad this season. He's got 29 receptions and one touchdown. I mean, we're almost at the end of the season. 29 receptions. Where was the Darnell Mooney from two years ago? I know he was hurt, and I know he's he was coming out off of injury, but he's healthy, relatively speaking. So I don't know if it's a regression. He should be playing for, you know, a big contract, and he is just, like, nowhere to be seen. So it's a problem. Um, we got to figure out the offense, um, and that's something – Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren, I, sh- I should say both of them, have some really interesting decisions to go um, into next season because we could talk about Justin Fields and if he's not the guy and he isn't the guy. And I said I have the right to flip-flop week in and week out. And this week I might be flip-flopping back the other way because as much as we want to blame Luke Getze, you have to find a way to close out games if you're Justin Fields and you have to find a way to beat a 38-year-old Joe Flacco. If you can't beat Joe Flacco, what are we doing? No. Go ahead, Dougie. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was so I missed a lot of the game because I was on the way to the Hawks game um, and then linked up with uh, Joey P over at the uh, Goose Island. And we were watching the game for a little while. I mean, we saw the, the Tunyon drop, which was just like immediately as soon as he dropped it, I'm like, that motherfucker still like got Packers blood in him because he just fucked us. Like it, that, that hurt, you know? And so saw that. And then, you know, we ended up going to the seats and, you know, unfortunately I was sitting in a different spot than he was, uh, for the game. And, uh, yeah, man, it was just like, it was like a, uh, you know, 10 point lead when I went to the seats and then all of a sudden it just evaporated and they lost. And I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. I was, I was floored. Yeah, obviously the the Tunyon thing is egregious and like that was just wide open seventy yard plus touchdown. Um, here here's my thing, Peter, about what you were saying with the yes, they they need to score more. Obviously, they they pressured Flacco a lot. They picked him off three times. They should have had two pick sixes in that game. So it's not like they let Flacco like light him up or anything. I think more of it was when at the end of the game there you had that third and fifteen. The defense was already, I in in my opinion, gassed. I thought Iberflu should have called a timeout, get the right play in, but instead he just he called, you know, he called a blitz, and Flacco, knowing how to pick how to pick up a read a blitz, just found Najoku wide open, and they had man coverage on and undersized. They had um, uh, fucking others. Ah, goddamn, I'm breaking his name right now. The guy who was covering Najoku at the end, um. Not Jalen Johnson. Uh, no, the other J. Who's the other? Who's the other? Jason. Jason. God damn it! 
now you gotta make me you're supposed to help me out here guys when i can't think of names <laughs> um, looking. all right if anyone in the comments knows the guy who was covering joku at the at the end let let me know i'm blanking on his name it wasn't um, justin jones justin jones thank you yump oh so you had you had just say Jones. why is Justin Jones in coverage? That's that's that was my no. That's what he was. <laughs> Never mind though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He they had him covering the like the joke. It was like that's the uh, wrong matchup. Like it was a bad scheme. And actually, I listened to the um to the uh, ESPN one thousand today. Um, they actually were interviewing him. Um, and then Eddie Eddie Jackson time too. They basically hinted that it was a bad scheme that they just play what they're called to play. Um. I gotta, I, I gotta try to find up that audio and and tweet it out. But from it was from ESPN, but it was uh, him DeMar- and Demarcus where like they all basically said like, yeah, it was we we play what we're told to to play. They that when they asked what well, was it the right play, they're like we just play what we're called to play. So I think they were they're getting sick of Eberflus's shit as well because they did not like they did not agree. Apparently they did not agree with that third and fifteen call. Yeah, it it was a probably it was a bad call, but I mean the defense still played good enough to win. And with if you count the pick six, you know the the offense put up ten points. You got to score more than ten points to win in the no, in I national agree. football league. I agree. Um, Ever, when when Tevin Jenkins went down, that whole offensive line just looked they they just kept on bringing the you know Miles Garrett just kept on bringing the they couldn't contain him. They didn't do any max protect or anything, and they just they had no no response for the, for all the pressure that Cleveland was getting them. And obviously, you know, Jenkins is one of our best linemen, if not the best one when he's healthy. So when he goes down with a concussion, um, and I don't want to say thankfully concussion because, but I mean, at least it's not like another leg injury or anything like that. Um, But uh, when he went down, it was just like, all right, they had no answer then. They just that offense that that line just fell apart even more than it has been with the pressure. And Iberflus needs and Getsy need to re scheme things when you have when you see that stuff. I I mean, yeah, you want to have maybe three wideout sets, you know, you want to do a two tight set, but maybe you need to do max protect. I'm I mean, I'm not a you know coach by any mean, but I feel seem like that's pretty easy decision when you're getting pressured on 44% of their of your dropbacks. Yeah, Joey's in the comments, and I'm glad he mentioned this because this is one of my, you know, oh, notes yeah. for for the game. Um, everyone wanted the field goal before halftime. I saw a tweet out there from someone in the stadium, um, a reporter at the stadium, said that Cairo Santos on that side of the field missed from 52 before the game and missed from 54 at halftime. Cairo Santos, as much as people credit him for being accurate. He's accurate from within 40 yards. If you can't kick a field goal past 50 yards in the National Football League in 2023, what are we doing? So I had that tweet out there. The That halftime call was not only on Matt Eberflus for not going for it, but on Cairo Santos for not having the leg to be able to kick a 55-yard field goal. So it's not only that, though. Cairo Santos is a part, is a small part of a bigger problem that is the special teams. Because Trenton Gill, I did some homework today. Trenton Gill, the punter for the Bears, out of all the punters that have done, have kicked for 14 games, he's third to last on pinning people inside of the 20. He just doesn't do it. And they had a chance to do it at the end of the game. When the Browns got the ball back, they had good field position. They had enough room for Trenton Gill to pin someone back. And all he does is just punt it into the end zone. 
time after time after time again. When was the last time you remember a, a, a Bears special teams, you know, pinning them at the four, at the three, or at the two? It just doesn't happen. Our punter is bad. Our kicker is bad. Our punt receivers can't catch a ball because, again, today or yesterday, they muffed the punt. Velas Jones has muffed punt since he's been at the Bears. They put somebody else that back there. He muffs a punt. The only good thing about that was Tyreek Tyreek Stevenson made like one of the plays of the game and intercepted a Joe Flacco pass right after that muff punt. But the special teams is also costing this team wins because if you can't kick field goals past 45 yards and you're not punt returning and you're not punting. Like, what are we doing? That whole system has to, like, get revamped at the end of the year. If you bring back Trenton Gill and Cairo Santos, like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. And then also, too, like, I the thing that, like, really infuriated me, and it's kind of going back to what we were already talking about before, was uh, Aberflute's talking about, uh, the, like, how the play should have been an interception with uh, Amari Cooper. You know, and I'm I'm just like, dude, you can't throw, you can't, you know, like the defense is what's holding this team together right now. You can't like throw those guys underneath the bus for missing like a play or two, you know, yeah. like and especially like I mean that's literally calling somebody out in the media. That's fucking you don't do that. You know, that's that's a guy desperate for his job that is like them, not me, them, not me. You know, I called it perfect, not me, you know, like that's bullshit. And, you know, that's the quickest way to lose the respect of the locker room, if he even has any of it left. Yeah, Jay, you had the tweet out there. You you talked about him throwing his players under the bus. And credit where credit is due. By some by hook or by crook, this defense is still playing hard for Matt Eberflus. Um, I know. I, Matt, Montez Sweat is a man <laughs> possessed. I said I might name my kid Montez Sweat. We're not having any more kids, Julian. It was in the comments. <laughs> She'll kill me. <laughs> <laughs> my pretend kid, my next pretend kid will be named Montez Sweat because that guy is awesome. He's leading the Bears in sacks as we speak, and he's leading the Washington Commanders. Um, this defense has turned it around ever since he got onto uh, onto the Bears. So that's credit to Ryan Poles, and that's yeah. just a little bit credit to uh, Matty Eberflus, even though we don't want to. But that guy's awesome, and he makes everyone better. He's a multiplier, like Ryan, like Ryan Poles said. He makes everyone yeah. better. Um, final question, final thought for you guys. Uh, Mooney, he's done probably with the bear. I don't think you bring him back after. After this season, like I just, I just mentioned 29 yards or 29 receptions, one touchdown in 2021, he had 81, 81 receptions and over a thousand yards. Where was that Darnell Mooney, especially playing as a number two, you have DJ Moore drawing double coverage on one side of the field. You, you, you would think, and I said it preseason. Uh, like with DJ Moore on one side, Darnell Mooney is going to be awesome this season for the Bears. And he's just been non-existent. So, no, I mean, you could find better receivers. Granted, the Bears have a history of finding bum-ass receivers. So, uh, but he's turned into one of them. So, no, I would not resign Darnell Mooney. Yeah, no, we, we aren't going to need him when we got Marvis Harris Jr. You know? There we go. <laughs> Joey P's in there. Oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We won't need him. Art. Artie's, Artie's naked, apparently. So, ah, what else is new? Good for him. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, Bears season officially uh, officially done. Um, but uh, now it's 
you know, watch time and see if uh, Fields is being brought back or not. So um, we'll have we'll have to debate next week. Uh, Atlanta's up next, so that should be another uh, potential winnable game. But they we'll have three it. winnable games. They have three winnable yeah. games to end the season. Whether or not Eberflus keeps his job, um, that's to be seen. But I doubt it at this point. I just got a text from an insider, an NFL insider, saying that he heard that Darnell Mooney. Uh, is out no matter what because he hates Matt Eberflus, which doesn't surprise me. And that, in, mm-hmm. and, and that NFL insider might be in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's wrap up the sports talk. Let's get back to the the, the Christmas special. Um, as oh, we yeah, my lights still on. Do it. We got, got the lights. Got my got my dangly ball. Um, the Bumcast After Dark is coming shortly because – what goes better than porn and Christmas, right? So uh, we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. But let's um, let's do um, some Christmas trivia, guys. Oh yeah, my favorite segments is is whenever uh, we we are betting uh, we are below the Mendoza line when it comes to trivia. Okay, so makes for good. I actually I actually changed it up this this one. Um, I'm actually giving multiple choice. So it's not going to be hard hitting questions anymore. So you are going to get the multiple choice now. So Peter versus Dougie. Um, and let's, uh, let's bring in the, uh, the questions here. All right. Um, I grabbed this straight from online. So, uh, no cheating guys. Um, I'm gonna, gonna go on the honor system here. All right. We got 16 questions. See the battle of the Battle of the the bums here. Okay, question one: Which Christmas item was invented by London baker and wedding cake specialist Tom Smith in 1847? All right, who who? How are we doing this? Who gets the answer first, or do we answer? Like just what just happens answer, if we both answer the yeah. same thing? I'm yeah, gonna guess answer. stockings. I'll, I'll let you go first, and then I'll go second. Always. Um, I mean, if if he does wedding cakes, crackers. All right, the correct answer is crackers. All right, so I was going to guess crackers because of what you mentioned, the logic behind it. But what the hell are Christmas crackers? Maybe in 1847 they didn't have any flour or sugar, so it was just that – Hey, you guys brought one on. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) It's our diversity hire is the Christmas crackers. All right, question, question two. The inspiration of 1946 film It's a Wonderful Life. What's the name of George Bailey's guardian angel? Clarence. Uh, I'll go with uh, Bert. It is Clarence. Yeah, that's what I, I don't know why I remember that, but I remember that. All right. Question three What date is St. Stephen's Day? What no idea. I have no idea what St. Stephen's Day is. I didn't even know what. I didn't even know. I went to Catholic school. I probably should know this, but no. I mean, I didn't pay attention. Um, I'm gonna go 28th. I'll go uh, 27th. Uh, The correct answer is the 26th. Oh, Boxing Day. Yeah, that's Boxing Day. That's a good. uh, That's a good EPL day. Um, all right, wait, what's I, I, I should write this down. What's the score right now? Baloney, you got you got the Clarence one, one, it's one, 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 one. Yeah, you yeah. got the one. Okay, so one, one. All right, next up, question four here London's Trafalgar Square Christmas tree is traditionally given by which country? 
What is this London trivia? First the Christmas crackers and now this. <laughs> it's all Christmas. It's World Christmas, man. You gotta you, you gotta be you gotta celebrate um, worldwide. All right, who would be an ally to London? I'm gonna guess Sweden. I'm going Denmark. The correct answer was Norway. I ah. Norway. No one no one got that one right. Damn. Didn't see, didn't right. see that coming. Next up, which country did St. Nicholas come from? Hungary, Poland, Turkey, Ukraine. I'm going to say Poland. Shout out to everyone in the chats. I'm going to go Hungary. Well, you guys are hungry. You guys are both incorrect. It is Turkey, Turkey. Wow, oh, come mm-hmm. on, guys. St. Nicholas from Turkey. All right, question number Six. The character Jack Skeleton appears in which ninety-three term for and so you uh, guys nightmare before. Yeah, we we both got. Yeah, that. we, we both know that it. one. All right. <laughs> What's funny is only fifty-nine percent people got that correct. That seems a little. I feel like everyone knows what <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas is. All right. So uh, two, 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 two. All right. Next up. What is New Year's Eve called in Scotland? the hell <laughs> hogmanay uh, sound, like sounds like one of those yeah, movies. Hog- <laughs> that 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 sounds like a movie jason drafted in the 108 draft <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go with eve's day that's what i was gonna go with but for the sake of no ties i'm gonna go with uh none of the above go with hogmanay it is hogmanay that was a Unreal. I don't know what hog hog. Maybe you go hug your hog or something. On maybe, but apparently seventy one percent of people got that correct. So apparently a lot of people know Scottish New Year's Eve. Okay. All right. Question eight. In the song Twelve Days of Christmas," my true love brought me nine what's. Oh shit, uh, Doug, you go first. Let me go sing this real quick. <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna nine, say nine, 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 nine maids of milking. Maids of milking is it? Yeah. What? I said both. I said both maids. Maids. I said swans. Maids. Yeah. It's ladies. What? Ladies. Not the way I, I sing it. I think it's eight, it, it's. I think it's eight maids of milking and seven ladies, seven leaping ladies. Or wouldn't you want nine maids of milking? How many? Milk and maids, do you need? Apparently, it's ladies. <laughs> this is terrible. This is bad. We this is, terrible. We're getting on uh, Lawrence versus Vikings territory right now. <laughs> Question nine How many points does a snowflake have? It doesn't, it's in every snowflake is different. Yeah, yeah. There, there, this, this is, there is no answer. Apparently, they have a size. I, I guess I'll I'll say six. Peter? Yeah. Uh, five. Four. Five. Five. It is six. Yes. Yeah. All right, Dougie's up. Here Two goes. to one. Yeah. All right, question 10. What color are berries of a mistletoe plant? Oh. They're red, right? Yeah, they're red. 
uh, incorrect. They are they, white. Is that too obvious? Are they white? Are we getting all of these wrong? What in the hell? Are they really fucking white? I thought I, I swear I remember like maybe red in berry, a, green thing. Maybe in England with the Christmas crackers, they're white. Yeah, this we, is London. In America, they're bullshit. all colors. <laughs> well, it's 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 white. I have to go with that. Um, question eleven here. Um, who wrote How the Grinch Stole Christmas? That was Seuss. I mean, if we get that one wrong, we're in trouble. Yeah, very so, easy. All right, Dr. Seuss. So uh, three to two. All right. Um, he's up. Question 12. What song White the song White Christmas was performed in which 1942 film? Holiday Inn, Holiday Motel, how <laughs> Holiday Hotel. No, oh, Holiday Inn's like a chingy song, isn't it? Who who's saying yeah, right. uh, yeah. that's chingy? Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. Uh, I'm gonna guess Holiday Hotel. That's that's exactly what I would have guessed. Holiday Hotel. It's Holiday Inn. Come on. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Jerry fucking knows. I know. All right. Who wrote Odd Lang Sign? I mean, zero chance I know this. Your what hurts? I need more chingy questions. (laughs) All right. So in school, if I didn't know an answer and I had multiple choice like this, they always try and trick you, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Williams. Uh, what is that? Wordsworth, because yeah. there's two Williams on the board, so it's got to be a William. All right, then I'm gonna go with William Blake. I like that logic. It is Robert Burns? Come on, Mr. Burns did it. Yeah, Mr. Burns did it. All right. All right. In what year was Band Aids? Do they know it's Christmas? The UK's. Christmas chart popping record. <laughs> I'm gonna blame this quiz on the fact that this is obviously like an England <laughs> England based quiz. Holy shit! Totally. <laughs> I think it was. I mean, yeah, I I know the song and I I know the reference, but I don't know what year. I mean, we were one, two years old. Um, I'm gonna guess eighty four. I'll say that's what I thought. Yeah. What happened to the tickle me Elmo questions or Furbies or <laughs> you know, like Game Boy Advance questions? Where that would be good. Good call by uh Aaron. It was 84. Good job, guys. All right, thank 84. you. We got one. So now we're we're tied up. All right, two left. In Charles Dickens' novel Christmas Carol, who is Scrooge's dead business partner? Holy hell. Uh, I mean, it wasn't Tommy Tommy Tiny Tim. Wasn't Jacob Marley someone different in a different movie? Uh, I'm going to guess Fred. I'd go Jacob Marley. Yeah, that's probably the right answer. Old it's Jacob Marley. Yeah. All right. Last one. Dougie, you're up right now. Peter, you need this to you need this to tie. All right. Let's do it. From which country does a pincetta plant originate? Oh, shit. This is my neck of the woods. Hold on. Let me think about this. Hmm. Poinsettia. Oh, man. If this is Mexico and I don't guess Mexico, oh, fuck it up. <laughs> Spain, who would grow them? Where would they grow? I don't think it would originate in Mexico, but I'm going to guess Mexico because if I get it wrong, I'm going to be fucked. I am going to go Peru. All right. Let's see if Peter. Christmas crackers. Oh. 
Can't wait. I win again. God damn it. What? I think it was. I think it was. Uh, it was Mexico. It Peter, was Mexico. you tied it up. Hell yeah! It up. I needed that right in the clutch. Good job. Hail Mary. So Hail you, Mary. You guys, tie, you guys tied your holiday trivia. I don't have a uh, tiebreaker question. Um, Let's leave it as a tie because Lord knows we don't want to answer any more questions. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Shake, shake my hand. Oh, good wait, job, no guys. Way. Good job. Good job, everyone. Uh, that, that, that went a lot better with the multiple choice. Um, maybe next Jerry time I'll try to. I'll, I'll try to screen for uh, United States uh, versions instead of yeah, nineteen ninety ish, two thousand would be yeah. good. But Jerry O'Sullivan knew them all. He got the Mexico. Yeah. He got all of them. He wins. Yeah, good uh. for him. Um, all right, I had something before we talk. Um, some P Hub. Before uh, you talk, this is th- yes. we're gonna let you run wild uh, Ultimate Warrior style. This is a this is a YouTube. <laughs> um. I saw an article about like Christmas parenting with kids. I wanted to get your guys uh, take on this because there's a couple, couple things on here that uh, I kind of agree with and I kind of don't disagree with, but you know, like you guys, obviously you guys have a couple kids each, uh, a couple two tree kids. uh, And you know, Christmas is pretty, you know, important time of the year. So one of the things they said is like, don't make Christmas like super, like extra don't go don't wear yourselves out this and this and it was just like you know some basic stuff which i don't want to get in but there was two things about with kids that i wanted to bring you ask you guys if you agree with or okay. not and the first one is um using christmas as a bribe and it says parents shouldn't use the be good or else santa isn't coming tactic they said that it's it's not good for to do that to kids and um it's lazy parenting um you shouldn't be bribing your kids, you know, to to be good. And the guy who doesn't have kids, I think that's the most genius way to get your kids to yeah. to behave. And say, yeah, coming. But I wanted to get your guys' take. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I grew up in a Catholic household. Scare tactics and guilt is how we were built, how we were brought up, and that's how I'm going to raise my children. Maybe not the religion part of it, but the scare tactics and the guilt. You have to act right for Santa Claus and then the Easter Bunny. And maybe we we make up a couple more fake people to uh, get us through the summer, too. But, yeah, dude, like you have to be, you know, check. He's checking his list and, 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 and checking it twice or making his list and checking it twice. You have to do that. Hell, yeah. Dude, same. It's like the same thing with the tooth fairy. I am like, hey, brush your teeth because you know what? Tooth fairy ain't taking no goddamn cavity cavities. You yeah. get a cavity tooth, there's no money in that thing. You get it pulled I mean, out, no money. The the author might have said it's lazy parenting, but it's smart parenting if you ask me. Okay. Until they know better. If, if it gets the job done, it like it, what's the the phrase? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, or yeah. you keep it simple, stupid. You know, like that just seems mm-hmm. super easy to, yeah. If your kids ex- start acting up around November, you start saying, "Hey, you know, Santa's coming next month," and they tighten up real quick, man. Yeah, be that, under- that, that, the 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 big man, the jolly man, he he gets you at least you know a good six to eight weeks of your kids acting right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the second thing I wanted to ask you guys if you agree with or not um, was making your kids do a give list. So all kids want to do their wish list, their letter to Santa and all that. But they're saying that 
while that's that could be that's fun for them, it's it it helps build morality if you do a give list and tell and teach kids that Christmas is about the time of sharing and giving as well. So they should make a list of gifts that they should be giving to other people. And I wanted your take on that. Like, I'm going to need you to give me this guy's information and I'm going to tweet, Instagram, email him, whatever. If he wants to be given presents, give him to my kids because I sure can't afford them. I can barely <laughs> afford my kids presents. You think I'm going to be given out to the world? No, no dice. Sure. That's a good sentiment. And if you have the means, obviously, I believe in charity and giving and all that stuff. But times are tough, my man. Ain't nobody getting anything this year. Yeah, no, we we don't do a give list. Um, we do do this thing through her school where it's like you fill this like little small box with toys and stuff like that. We do do that. Um, the other, but the one thing that we do do every year is we have her go through her old toys that she doesn't play with, and we donate those. Things yeah, to charity. we're doing that. So Julie, we'll, Julie yeah. did that with uh, Julie did that with Scarlett. Yep. Yeah, we can call the Christmas purge. Yeah, Christmas purge, man. Plus, I think like making a give list is a little pretentious, in my opinion, because like (laughs) you're well, it's what you don't you don't when it's Christmas time, you go up to your family members, you know, and you what do you want for Christmas? You know, if you're gonna do a gift exchange, whether it's Mm -hmm. grab bag or you're buying. What would you like for Christmas? Send me your wish list. You always say, send me your wish list. Send me your Christmas list. It's never, here's what you're, here's what you're going to get. You know, like it's, I feel like, you know, you should ask, have the courtesy to ask someone what they would like for Christmas first, instead of just saying, I'm going to give you a give list and here's my give list. And I, this is what I think you would like it. I think to me, that's a little pretentious, but it's all Amazon wish lists now. Anyway, you know, you just send them there this way. Shout out Amazon. They're making things easy. Yep. Yeah, they sure are. Um, so that was, that was the two things I wanted to want to get your take on, on parenting. Cause sure. I mean, the first, the first one about the, no, the behave for Santa Claus and they said, you shouldn't do that. I was like, no, fuck you. You should 100% do that. Um, if anyone wants to know, let's see if I got the name from the person in the article. Yeah. Here. That's that. that that's um, that parenting expert, Hannah Keeley. Nah, bum. Get the fuck out of here. I want to know. I want to know what degree you have to go to become a parenting expert. That's that's the first flag. Parenting expert. It's almost like the if you have two quarterbacks, you have none thing. If you think you know everything about parenting, you don't know shit about parenting because we're all flying by the seat of our pants. Me included, Dougie included, everyone in the chat, our parents, teachers, everyone is just trying to make it through the day. So get out of here with that stuff, Hannah, whatever. Bum of the week. Yeah. Jerry O'Sullivan's yeah. in the comments, and I want to talk about Elf in the Shelf real quick because we got our daughter with yes. you. She was very excited about it. We held on for as long as we can saying, like, ah, we don't want to do that. And, like, you know, it's it's a little extra for everybody. We're, we're – our daughter loved it. Like, she cried the first day we, we got it. She was so excited about it. And – uh we started doing it. Now we're doing it every week. I'm staying up sometimes till two in the morning trying to figure out where I could put this damn elf, Snowy. <laughs> Shout out, Snowy. Um, but it works, man. Like I said, like it keeps your kids acting right because she, the elf is reporting back to Santa and he's, and he's watching everything. So, yeah, I like that. It's scare tactics, but it works. Hey, that's how they that's how the that's how the man keeps the us peons in line for all the propaganda and scare tactics. 
you know what? I, right. I also I got a question for you, Peter. So, um, how does how is the gift giving in the household? Is it uh, Santa gets a lot of the light limelight or no? So or how, Julie, how does that work? This is more this is more of a Julie thing. So obviously, credit to Julie. Credit yeah. to Julie every week. I t- I talk about that all the time. She'll probably be my MVP yeah. again this week because it's always a thing. But yeah, I think. Santa is obviously real and, and Santa brings gifts mm-hmm. and he comes down the chimney and we leave cookies and out. Yeah. But the big presents are from the parents. We don't we work hard to buy the, the big gifts. So the big gifts yep. come from us. We want the credit. We want the credit for that. <laughs> and then Santa yeah. could get like the stocking stuffers and the smaller things and th- stuff like that. Because yeah, you don't want to believe, you know, you know, this make-believe motherfuckers taking all the credit. We worked hard for uh for the Barbie's dream house or whatever. Hey, amen to that. I the same exact thing. So what we do is Santa for sure brings whatever she asks for. The one, you know, we tell her, hey, go up there with one gift that you for sure want from Santa. That thing, Santa brings that thing. He takes care of a stocking and like a couple other items. But always other than that, that shit's mom, dad, mom, dad, mom, dad. <laughs> all that shit is blown out of the water. Like. Yeah, like oh yeah, Santa stuff is underneath uh yeah, all that mound over there. Yeah. Santa got, Santa got you socks. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. See, my parents did a different Santa brought all the big gifts and then they gave me the clothes and I was like, Oh, this Santa guy is awesome. Yeah. All my parents do is just buy me fucking pants and socks here, man. Yeah, like what no, the shit? then then yeah. you're re- like eight year old Jason resenting your dad because he got you a yeah, pair, I got of, a pair of Santa doctors. brings me G.I. Joe's and Transformers, a new bike, a Super Nintendo. <laughs> my parents be all fucking clothes and socks and shit, man. Like your 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 dad got you the Jim Harbaugh khakis and you're like, What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> all right um all right so before we turn into uh bummed after dark here let's uh let's pay some bills with a brand new christmas themed ad it's the holiday season and finding the perfect gift can always be stressful if you have a picky dad or a drunk uncle you can't find a gift for then give the gift of bourbon bourbon makes a great christmas gift and the bums have you covered Stop by Green Valley Wine and Spirits in Bornbrook and get a bottle ASAP. Our nine-year Knob Creek bourbon, our eight-year Knob Creek rye, and our Nulu toasted weeded will have you feel like you're sitting in front of the Yule Log, making you all warm and toasty on the insides. So don't give the same boring gift card this year. Give the gift your whole family will love. Whiskey from the Bourbon Bums. Hell yeah. I love You that. nailed it. You nailed it. It's 36 seconds long. It's in widescreen. So I was able to turn and pour one other bourbon without everybody seeing. Um, great job, Jason. Thank you. Hell yeah. Thank you. All right. Let's uh let's get that uh let's get that flip real quick here to bones after dark. All right. One thing people like to talk about their uh Spotify rap, their year in their music year in review, but every year uh Pornhub drops their 2023 insights and it's always interesting um what these sickos like looking at on the interwebs here (laughs) um so it's always what's up what's down so i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little uh breakdown here uh for you guys here and uh let's throw the uh the banner up here pornhub year in review um so on the porn draft, I was down with the one. Wait, maybe Beef Loaf was onto something because the Goat Milf, or I'm sorry, Mature is 
the highest trending topic this year. Um, it grew by 77% in the second most popular category among men, led by Mature Cougar. Um, so apparently Granny's GILFs, DILFs, it's it's shooting up the rankings. So maybe Beef was onto something when he drafted Mature in the in the Pornhub draft. But um everyone's getting older. With, yeah. I mean, maybe you just you, you get the older you get, you just want to keep your same it's like it's like when the older you get, you listen to the same music from your generation. So maybe you just follow the same porn stars from your generation. And they all just get older and you're mature <laughs> and gilf and dilfs. So I mean, I still uh, listen to Taking Back Sunday. I listened to them when I was 16. So yeah. Uh, number two was Super Size, big, bigger bit. I feel like this is right up my sock summer's, you know, wheelhouse right here. Um, huge tits, huge dildo, massive, big boobs. That's big booty. That's that's right up uh, my sock summer's wheelhouse there. So that he probably led that 177 percent growth. I probably 165 of that was was him alone pushing that uh, pushing that trend. Um, and then the weird one, Sex Machines. I don't know what the fuck, but one almost seventeen hundred percent increase in Android porn. Not an, I mean, not Android phones. No, it's, yeah, we don't know on. that. You don't know that. Correction, you're the only Android guy here, so that's not a surprise. <laughs> All the Android people are freaks. Blue bubbles ain't no big deal. Me and Dougie are saints. The yeah, Android people of the world, they are the creepos. I, I want to know who's searching robot porn, man, like or in sex robot like that. Just that is so fucking weird to to search. And the fact that it's up by 1700, nearly 1700 percent increase. That's just I mean, I know we're all going to get killed by Skynet one day, but it's happening you know, sooner I, than I think Austin Dynamics. I mean, having, you know, maybe maybe fucking the robots will stop the, you know, the world from going nuclear you know, nuclear Holocaust. So if that, if that helps the robots, maybe, maybe that's what happened in Terminator. Maybe the robots just didn't get any action. So if this, <laughs> if this prevent, and they just started killing humans, like, Oh, these guys aren't going to fuck us. So let's just kill them all. Maybe this will actually help them help save humanity. So if it does, I'm all for it. Not my thing. I'm not having sex with any robots. My wife's good enough. All I need. I shouldn't say good enough. Sorry, baby. My wife is all I need in my life. And, um, I don't need any sex robots. This is all Zuckerberg's fault somehow. It is. It is. Yeah. All right. Next uh, Next slide here. Uh, most I'll go through this pretty quickly here. I, uh, I didn't know you had a whole goddamn slideshow. I thought you just had like a map. Oh, I have the map, but I just wanted to show a couple things real quick here too. Uh, most search terms 2023, uh, hentai porn. Um, not my, I don't never even know been my thing. I don't even know it's like, it's like, I think it's like the cartoon stuff. Like the Japanese no. cartoon, the Japanese cartoon porn. Right. Um, but then you got like yeah, MILF always on top there. Um, and it, like you got eight animation making plus eighteen on the mature making another jump. So even though mature popped up, it it actually made the top like the top. Uh, I don't know, was this twenty twenty five? So um, yeah, mature's mature's growing on there. Um, and then Abella Danger apparently she uh. Keeps her ranking as number one porn star for 2023 as well. So, right. um, next up here, and no shock here, United States still, still the porn kings. We beat the Philippines by uh, 
I have big, big chunk. All right, here's what I wanted to get into. All right. They released here, which shows what's the most searched term in each state. Time out. We're losing your microphone. Okay. All right. Hopefully. There you go. You're back. Okay. There you go. Yep. Um, all right. So the most searched terms by state. Um, Illinois is ass eating. I mean, it's always ass eating season, right? So, <laughs> but um, some that, of these going to chuckle the whole time. <laughs> some of these are like a, a lot of weird. First off, Ohio. Ohio searching small dick. Apparently, they are very scared by. <laughs> normal dicks and big dicks they want to search small dicks that's easy dude that's an easy layup we're, we're talking cleveland indians or cleveland guardians and the yeah. columbus blue jackets and all those of course the, so the, the the reason for the uh chuckle was because like i looked at indiana at the, the exact same time and read it as one ass ass eating chubby that's how i read it <laughs> so <laughs> like that, that uh, is as shit. Uh. So, uh, West Virginia nip slip. They don't even want to see a full tit. They just, they just want to see a little bit of a nipple. Like apparently in West Virginia, boobs are frightening. They just want to see a little nip slip. That's a that's a weird uh, weird category to uh, to look at. Um, yeah. Maine, a uh, trupo. I don't even know idea what that trupo is. So, but that sounds uh, a little. I don't know what that is, so I can't comment on that. Uh, Connecticut going double veg. A lot of uh, a lot of weirdos out there in Connecticut. Connecticut. Um, another one that I was that was a little weird here was Oklahoma. Sex dick. I, I have no idea what this term I mean, sex dick they is. They might not even be able to type in Oklahoma. <laughs> I, I my only rationale for this was that they don't want it. They're they're so like homophobic in Oklahoma that they don't want to see if they type dick, they might just see naked men. So they, if they type in <laughs> sex dick, it might give them what they, it might just be the penetration. I don't know, Beautiful. but that's a weird topic to, to search in sex dick. Um, am I reading, am I reading district of Columbia correctly? A uh, big ass cop. <laughs> what? <laughs> What the fuck is that? That's the the big boss man, the wrestler. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Holy shit. Yeah. Search warrants. Right. Uh, a couple other ones that were kind of shocking. Wyoming goth. I wouldn't think goth would be the a top term for Wyoming, seeing how it's all yeah. mountains and cowboys and ranches out there. Um, okay. Um, shout out Utah. Utah's they just go Mormon. So I mean, all the Mormons, they have they have they're they're about as vanilla as you can get. When all the Spider-Man, Spider-Man yeah. pointing meme, yeah, they they uh -huh. can't look at anything else but other Mormons. Um, Vegas is the top term in Nevada. I didn't even know Vegas was a was a like a porn category or anything or a genre of videos. They're just typing in Vegas and seeing what comes up. I I guess, but. Apparently Nevada thinks highly of their biggest city there, so it's just Vegas is a is a porn term. Uh, and then California Asian stepmom. 
apparently that might checks be a out. thing in. It yeah. checks out. Yeah. Big tech companies uh, out there, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> Iowa cartoon porn, weird Mississippi furries. We talked about that last week with the furry convention in Rosemont. That's that's weird too. Um, I'm happy we at least have like a normal category because if we had something, if Illinois had something weird like furries or did come Mormon or some, yeah, did come <laughs> like, yeah. So that's the um, that's the Pornhub. Uh, you, you got Kentucky stuck in third grade. Yeah, bouncing. <laughs> they, they don't even. Want, they just wanted to see like girls jiggling. That's like uh, yeah. what's bouncing the. Uh, what was the Adam Carolla show with Jimmy Kimmel? The Man Show. Man show. Yeah, yeah, the Man Show on Comedy Central. Virginia does. Virginia yeah. isn't even a porn category. It's just smoking. They just want to watch people smoke and that. And Virginia Slims. I maybe you're right. Um, Tennessee Giantees. I have I have no idea what that is, but um, maybe yeah, that's it's yeah. big age height, height difference. I don't know. No, I just assumed it was giant T's, like the letter T, and it's just like a video of the Tennessee Volunteer Stadium. Hold on. Did look at Minnesota. Tickling. Tickling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I mean, if that's what if that's what gets them off, that's what gets them uh, off. But that's my God. Yeah, there's some, there's, some, there's some weird stuff here. You got to look at it in terms of like uh, our division rivals, so like Twins fans and 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 Guardians fans. They're lame. That's that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, remember that one time I got tickled and I busted one. Oh. <laughs> Tickle that's me, a, Elmo, a, a famous uh, yeah. Christmas gift. Now we're, we're we're going back around. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the <laughs> map. That's a little. A little weird, uh, some of their stuff, but um, oh, nope. move it there. Um, all right, I'll go back to the to the banners. Now we got one more thing to talk about. Uh, oh wait, there we go. Christmas. Oh yeah, I made two Christmas banners. You did. Yeah. I did. Uh, I did a I did a holiday or a Christmas music poll earlier today. Um, and I because I saw and heard on the radio that someone called Michael Bublé the King of Christmas, and uh, I was like, that's debatable. So I, I want to get your guys' take. Who do you think would be like the Mount Rushmore if there is a King of Christmas, or who do you think would be like your Mount Rushmore of like Christmas people? I would, I personally would put like Nat King Cole, Sinatra, Andy Williams, and Bing Crosby. Those would be my. My I don't know why we're, you know, like we're putting genders to it. Mariah Carey is the queen of Christmas, and you can't say otherwise. You hear okay. that song, you hear that song more than any other song by a multiple. Like, like it's it dwarfs the competition. So if we're going that route, I got I want to put Mariah Carey one, whether it's king or queen or whatever. If we're only you know going by your poll. I think it has to be Bing Crosby because it's not only the songs, but he also has the movie, right? He has the white Christmas yeah. movie that plays all the, yeah. like all the time. Um, so if that's the case, I'm going Bing Crosby. Yeah, I was, I was going to go Bing Crosby as well, but also I am very anti Christmas music. So I will not listen to Christmas music until Christmas Eve. And you got oh, Christmas man. day until 
till about till about the evening of Christmas Christmas night, and then that shit is a back off. So now we do Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. That's it. Julie gets into the holidays or like earlier. I say at, right right at Thanksgiving is the good time to okay. you know switch to you know a lot of people like start doing Christmas things immediately after Halloween. That's a little early. Oh, but yeah. After yep. after Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving night, then it's like the the light light switch hits, and I'm into the sure. Christmas spirit. So yeah, I mean, Zoe has a fantastic list. Bing Crosby, DMX. DMX. Mariah and Jack Skellington. The DMX song. Um, I mean, obviously, that's you know popular within the last couple of years. It's gone super viral and stuff like that. But I love it. I love it. Yeah, I know. I think Mariah's Mariah's like her song is obviously one of the most popular for Christmas. I don't she made the one hit though. I I'm, I'm no, she's got before. more. If you go well, listen like to the, okay, but that's, that's if you like, listen to the light, she's got like a full album and they play like six of the songs on it. Uh, I, I usually only hear the one. I'll have to, have to see. Maybe there's two. Maybe there's there actually. No, I know two of her songs, but I think just being in, you know, Bing Crosby uh, is the king. Uh, if Andy you want to go, king, probably. I'm going to go King, Bing Crosby, Queen, Mariah. Although Taylor okay. Swift's uh, Christmas, Christmas oh, tree farm right now. Her into this. Come on. Christmas tree farm right now is hot in the uh, Fonseca household. I, I, I knew you were going to drag her into this. All right, Run DMC um, is good. I, I, there's a good, there's a good list. All right, before we uh, get to um, our what a bums and MVBs and all that good stuff, uh, we have an announcement. Um, so, as we mentioned, we are not uh, doing a show next week because it is Christmas. Uh, so we're taking the week off. We'll be back uh, New Year's night, uh, probably hungover as hell from the day before, but we'll be doing a show nonetheless. Um, but then January 8th, we are we are moving our tournament of bums to January. We're going to do it at the beginning of the year, not during March Madness. We felt like doing a tournament of our bum of the year in March to coincide with March Madness. It didn't really make much sense because it's, you know, two and a half months later. So um, January 8th is going to be our uh, tournament of bums uh selection show so uh the four of us we're gonna have we're gonna release our uh top 16 uh bums for the year that people can vote on and uh unlike last year we're only gonna have one bum per region so it's not gonna be aaron Rodgers four in, times over yeah four times so we're not gonna do that again it was funny the first year we kind of planned it that way to make to see what would happen but um we're only gonna have one person per region so um, but our selection show is going to be January 8th. Uh, and that's, we can't look forward. We look, can't wait to show you guys what our, our bum of the year candidates are going to be. So. Hell yeah. She wants to, she wants to be in the eternal. I don't know. It has to be someone we bummed of the week throughout the year. Did we bum Missy Carroll at all? I'm so, I'm sure. I think, did. I think I, I think I might've bumped her once or all twice. Right, so she's going to be in the HBIC bracket. But that, but that's again, it, she it's it's I have 52. Yeah. I, I I have sometimes you, I even have multiple bums per yeah. week. So yeah. I have at least 52 bums. So I have to power rank out of those 52 my top 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she might not make the cut. Yeah. You know, it depends on how much of a bum she was for whatever she did. Because I have now I have to go back and listen to we got honestly we should keep track of this for next year. We just, said that last year that we were gonna log all of our bums. We did not. 
And last year I did all the work and and went back and listened to the all the uh, shows. We're splitting that up. I ain't got time for that this year. Yeah, so we're gonna no, split well, them up. Well, we got we got to we got to start keeping track, of, keeping a log of all of our bumps for twenty twenty three. Good one. All right, let's get to our let's get to our bums and MVBs. Film me. I'm Instagram famous. You fucking bum. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. You're a real crumb bum. Because you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Bum. A bum. Bum. <laughs> bum. All right, let's get to our listener ones first. Uh, first up is Spags. Um, MVB, the Bears defense for having an almost perfect game. Yep, you talked about that. Bum of the week is the old line special teams. We also talked yeah, about Yeah, we nailed it. Spags, well. Spags nailed the uh, bear segment of our show. Yep. Um, next up, CD44, MVB, me, Pappy. Uh, yep, it had a good weekend. Uh, bum college football. I understand the bull holdouts, but it's really distorts the product. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good listen last week with uh, Lucan's foe on the show, uh, mm-hmm. talking about all college football. So, uh, that was. That's understandable. Uh, next up, Drew Bogues, uh, MVB, MV. That's no, not MVP. It's MVB. Get with the segment. Uh, the Colts for ending an eight-game losing streak against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Joey's not going to like that one. Yeah, uh, bum of the week, gonna, Drew Bogues. You, 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 you just bummed yourself with that. You just made uh, a bad enemy, Drew. <laughs> uh, bum Gardner Minshew for leading Michael Pittman too much on the throw where the Steelers' safety rocked him. That was. I want to talk about that because me and Julie had if you follow her on Twitter, she was heated about the fact that the Steelers safety got suspended for the rest of the year because, I mean, at this point, like, what is he supposed to do? And I understand he was a defenseless receiver. You know, he was diving for the ball. He was basically like horizontal when he was trying to catch that ball. But at some point, you got to let these guys play football. And which I understand this play was scary. It was very, very reminiscent to uh, the Johnny Knox play. Yeah. But um, there it's a lose lose situation. Like you mentioned, like at some point it's still tackle football, you know, and it wasn't malicious. It wasn't intentional. He was trying to make a football play Um, to suspend him for the year is tough because uh, I mean, he's, Granted, he's a professional football player. He's he's well weller off than most of us. But you're still expecting to make a paycheck every week in and week out, you know? And the fact that he was suspended for a year for a for a it wasn't malicious. That's what I'm saying. And and he's still suspended. So it's tough, man. Yeah. So I was gonna I was gonna ask, has he had previous violations or something like that nothing julie could expound on it more than i do i don't think so i think he did i think that's why he yeah i think that's why he got suspended because he had multiple repeat offenses okay then i was just wondering why they would jump like to that because they said and playoffs too so they were like you're done for you're done for the season season so that's why it just seemed very harsh but it's tough all right Next up, uh, Jeff Bartlett, MVB, uh, Montez Sweat for being ridiculously good ever since the Bears required him. Yep. Uh, bum, sounds like a broken record, but the NFL ref still refusing to throw a penalty flag when Justin Fields takes a late hit. Once again, yep, Justin Fields never gets the calls. No, oh, good. No, yeah, no. 
this was a shocking stat that I saw after the game on Sunday that Justin Fields has not received one roughing the passer call this year. For as much as he runs, for as much as he slides, for as much as he gets hit and pressured, they haven't thrown the flag once for roughing the pressure. What is happening? Yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> no, that was I I clicked on the uh it apparently the uh the Eagles just got shocked and they just lost oh. something and it just popped up with a video. I'm sorry yeah, about that. Anyway, I mean throw the flag <laughs> once in a while. I'm not saying, you know, you have yeah. to be Tom Brady and throw it like anytime he gets sneezed on, but Justin Fields has earned enough to where he he deserves one roughing the passer call at least per season. Yeah. yeah. Especially that one yesterday where he uh it was multiple seconds after he threw that ball, he got <laughs> he got rocked. Hey, maybe he's looking up tickling. That, tickle, yeah. Tickle. yeah. Just trying to get finished here. Okay, you you're you know you're you're a big jolly guy. Maybe you like to tickle tickle. Hey, I'm not ticklish. Not ticklish, believe it or not. I don't know. All right. Let's see the next up we got here. Uh finally, uh mailman Jack Bum of the week. Me, I go to pick up some food at Wonder Burger. The Bears get a pick six as I'm waiting. We know the rules. You just stayed and sell. Yep. Can't, you can't you you can't jinx it, man. Once Bush. you get that, it's like you find this, the bar stool of luck. You find a spot. You have to you have to hang out there, man. Jack Jack might have cost us that game yesterday. Put him in the bathroom. Uh, MVB is Cherizi for his hysterical blog about uh, Christmas coffee lovers. He's still laughing about it. I gotta I gotta check that out. I have not read that. Yeah, I gotta read that one too. All right. So and then let's uh let's get to our uh what a bums and MVBs. Uh Dougie, start us off because you had a good story for the your your uh MVB. Yeah. Um so actually I'm I'm gonna start I'm gonna go backwards. I'm gonna start with my bums. Um so first off, I'm gonna be bumming the uh NFL shop. Um so my dad about two months ago made mention during a beers game when we were watching. The only thing that he wanted was he wanted a vintage uh, Dick Buckus jersey. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I've you know been wanting one for a long time. I'm like, cool. I'm like, easy, Christmas, solid, done. They haven't had a Dick Buckus Michelin Nest because I want to get him a Michelin Nest. I don't just don't want him to get him like a, you know, like the, one the of newer the new ones. ones. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Like, it just doesn't have the same feel. Well, anyway, um, they haven't had anything besides a small or a 6XL for the better part of two months now. And I've called twice, and they put me on a list. You know, like, when it come, becomes back in stock and everything like that, still nothing. So I am fumbling on this one. I'm not getting him the, the one thing that he wanted, you know. And I'm like, I feel like a total asshole, but at the same part, you know, it's like, come on, NFL Network. You know, the dude just passed away. You know, you're coming up to the holiday season, you know, like maybe people would want to buy that jersey, you know, just maybe, but nothing. So big bum, big bum of the week for the NFL shop, fanatics, whole conglomerate. Um, other bum of the week goes out to uh, the bartender at the bowling alley. Okay. So bartender at the bowling alley, I start a tab, go up there, bought a couple bucks of Modelo's, was buying some drinks for some other people, had a couple drinks beforehand, yada, yada, go to close out. He hands me my receipt, 
sign the receipt or whatever, 160 some odd bucks or something like that, and uh, get to my car. We're going to go to the next spot, you know, for a couple drinks. And uh, I look at my phone and I'm like, man, I get the alerts on my phone every single time. I'm like, you know, like there's no text, there's no nothing. I go and I look at the card in my wallet. It's not even my card. It's another lady's card. So not only did I gain possession of somebody else's credit card, it was a woman's credit card and my tab got rung up on her bill. So, or on her card. So go back to the bowling alley, bust the Yui, go back, get my card. He had to call that lady up there. The lady was calling me sus because she was like, you know, oh, you know, like you had my card, you know, did you write down my information? I said, fuck it, cancel it if you want to. I'm like, I have brought your card back, you know, like that's good guy, Ducky. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wanted to get my card too. So that's, you know, part of the reason why I brought it back, but still I would have brought that thing back if I wouldn't anyway, got it all squared away, you know, ended up giving her a credit, but the bartender was just very nonchalant about it. Like, meh, you know, it happens. You know, it, it that doesn't happen. Like that was that was brutal. So, uh, MVB, uh, and I think this is just a universal MVB between all of us. Uh, Yumper gifted us uh, all bottles of tequila for uh, Christmas. So yes, shout out Yump to him. Yeah. Um, my other MVB is uh, Blackhawk season ticket rep. Um, her name is Jamie. She called me on Friday and was like, hey, uh, if you guys going to go to the game on Sunday? You guys have tickets? I'm like, yep, yeah, we're planning on going. She's like, how about uh, we upgrade you guys for the game? And she put us in the brand new uh, FanDuel Sportsbook uh, Mega Suite. And so we got to go check out that whole thing. Um, and the cool part was is she was like, you could either give your tickets away, you could sell them, whatever you want to do with them, just do them, you know, because you, now you have these three tickets. In what universe would the Sox ever do that? Okay. Never, never would they just upgrade somebody for free, you know, let alone a season ticket holder. Okay. And then she's telling me, go make money on the other seats, you know, or, you know, give them away. They're like, never, never in a million years. But so MVB, MVB to Jamie for, uh, up, you know, upgrading us. So, yeah, that's all I got. That's awesome, dude. Very cool. Um, I'm going to go next, Peter. You can take us home. Um, sure. My my MVB, as I mentioned, uh, my story beginning is my uh, bourbon guy who made the tray with me. Uh, awesome. Happy to have met you and make all of us very happy bums. Uh, so, uh, yes, child to that guy. Uh, my bum of the week is uh, Vinny C over here. Who I made an innocent, I made an innocent Christmas poll, and he has to bring race into it. Talking about four white guys, like that's not my intention, man. You know, you don't need to. Not everything has to be about race and everything. I'm sorry I couldn't get Nat King Cole in the, in the in the the poll. I was trying to make a point about Michael Bublé, but don't don't come on my mentions with trying to insinuate that I'm fucking trying to be racist or something here, man. I don't need that shit. There's only room for four in the poll. Blame Elon. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent. Don't don't other, come out with it. Everyone, everyone who knows me knows I'm not about that shit. So otherwise, um, you would have put DMX in the poll, like uh, Matt Sawaski was talking. Yeah, about. I would have. I would have put everyone in the. Yeah, vote for who you want. If I if, if they let me do more than four, I would have put made that poll ten people. Um. So bum that guy. Get out of my shit. Yeah. Um. 
All right, Peter, take us home. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Um, yes, MV, my forever MVP. <laughs> for, but is it is it is it her or is, is it the Jewel or for shout Jewel out, for picking her name? Shout out the Jewel. Maybe it was Sogo Sox fan. He had something to do with the back end of that. So it could have um, been the we Jewel. Well, funny thing, we went to pick up the bottle. They they have like the giant list. Um, her name was the very one, the very top name on the list. So her name was the first one picked. So okay. I was like, yeah. Because they weren't in alphabetical order. They go by they go by drawing. So she was first one on the list. So first winner, my baby. Wild. That's awesome. And you ended up yeah. going to oh. St. Charles like I did last year, right? Correct. I, I feel like Correct. this Pappy's thing went for full circle. If you guys remember the Tom story of last year, mm-hmm. um, that was the bad news. Now we got the good news this year. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right, Peter, take us home. All right. So on my bomb, I had it written down. We talked about it early in the show. It's your lamp over there, Jason. The lamp that we have to replace now. Because that lamp is the reason my Twitter account almost got suspended. Sure, it was me who downloaded the Modest Mouse song. And it was me who put it to a video promoting the Bumcast. Um, but Modest Mouse, Epic Records, the lamp, you're all you're all my bums. I can't afford to lose my, my Twitter account. I, we're on Twitter way too much. But if that happens... Like I said, I'm going to be like the Michael Scott paper company. And I just keep making Twitter accounts. You can't get rid of me. I'll keep <laughs> doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it like a cockroach. So uh, bomb of the week, lamp, modest mouse, epic records, whoever, the algorithm, whatever, uh, tried to get rid of me. And then my MVB, Brian S is in the comments. It's not you for your birthday. It's your wife for inviting all of us to a nice bowling uh, get together for your birthday. Um, so shout out Brandy S, not Brian S, um, for inviting us. And that was a good time, Dougie. We hung out and we saw a lot of yeah. people. And, and it's nice to get together before the holidays. So happy birthday, Brian. I know his his birthday is uh, is the 24th, so right, right on Halloween. Um, so I'll give you some credit. Happy birthday, Brian. And more importantly, check out Drafty Pod tomorrow night because Brian S has my wife, Julie, as one of the uh, people drafting Christmas songs. Or no, Christmas movies. I'm sorry. So uh, if you guys are on the YouTubes like you are now, um, check out the Sadistic Penwood Studios. Check out Brian S's show, Drafty Pod, which we've all been a part of multiple times. But now Julie is going to be a part of it. And we're going uh, to rig those polls. I'm going to create... A thousand burners. You can't stop me, Modest Mouse, and you can't stop me, Brian S. Julie's going to win this poll. <laughs> Bums never lose. So I like this. All right. Count. Bologna bologna, fried bologna, bologna sandwich, spicy bologna, fat-free bologna, reduced fat bologna. We're going to keep going. Pre-packaged bologna. All right. Um, that's our Christmas show. That's a Christmas special, guys. Thanks for everyone who joined us. Uh, we'll be, like I said, we'll be back in two weeks. So, everybody, have a wonderful, safe, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Ramadan, uh, Tet, all that good stuff. Uh, everyone have a great holiday season. Have a happy and safe New Year. We'll be back in two weeks. Ho, 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 everyone. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas.